Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Kim Stanwood Terranova, and she is the author of the book, The Technology of Intention, Activating the Power of the Universe Within You. We are a technological society, no doubt about it. Our devices keep us informed while isolating us from each other and from ourselves, our true selves. There is, however, another technology, an inner technology, that brings us back to our true selves and gives us the ability to create lives of joy, abundance, and wisdom. Kim Stanwood Terranova calls it the technology of intention, and in this book, she teaches the reader how to tap into this technology and unleash its power. This book is a guiding light in assisting us not only to understand the power we each have, but also to give us a roadmap and a step-by-step process to ignite that power. Kim Stanwood Terranova is a woman of passion and power who assists individuals with experiencing their inner greatness and unlimited authentic joy. She has been dubbed the chiropractor of the mind and master teacher of intentional living. Kim holds a license as a practitioner of truth from the Agape International Spiritual Center in Los Angeles and also earned a bachelor's degree in spiritual studies. For more information, you can visit her website, which is Kim stanwoodterranova.com and I don't have Kim on the line let me go ahead and, <clears throat> excuse me and try and bring her in let me go ahead and put on a song while while I go ahead and do that In this moment Everything shows up Everything presents itself Just as it is And when you slow down Little Something fantastic, magic happens in you. And when you breathe in, it's like we're all listening to an echo of our own soul. Okay, so I would like to go ahead and welcome Kim to the show. Good day, Kim. Hi, Robert. So happy to be here with you. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to um, our discussion today. It's, you know, any time that we can um, offer um, the listeners uh, some way to improve their life today, especially in this crazy world that we live in, I really look forward to it. And I know you have a great message. So um, I I guess maybe we should probably start with – the idea of intention. So would you, would you mind, it's always good to kind of get a good um, baseline. Um, would you mind explaining to the listeners what your view of intention is? Absolutely. I would love that. Intention is a, is a wonderful, powerful, beautiful tool 
I have in my spiritual toolbox, I name it that spiritual toolbox, to assist us in creating our reality, to assist us in creating the life that we wish to live. You know, I really feel like we all come in with an inner technology within our souls that when we activate it and stay awake to what tools can I use, whether it's gratitude and acknowledgement and visioning work and meditation, intention is one of the most powerful. Their intentions are like lasered statements that we're placing to the universe saying, this is my desire and what I'm aiming to create. But we're also surrendering to the universal presence assistance. And whether someone calls that spirit or God, that we're surrendering to that assistance to fulfill the intention at the same time as presenting it as our direction. Okay. So and that's a, a wonderful um you know, way to, perfect way to start. So now with the idea of that uh, surrender, um, um, it seems that, you know, when, you know, so many um, intentions go um, unrecognized or uncreated mm-hmm. or, or unfulfilled or whatever. So um, what would you say is the... Um, uh, the importance of of having an intention and then recognizing that um, it, it may not come to pass, or you know, to to, to mm. give in or not, or to accept the surrender aspect. Beautiful. Thank you for asking that, Robert. So when we are working with intention, our aim is, you know, very. When I teach about it in the book, and when I teach to people that are with me. There's a, there's a technology to it. There's a, a way to work with intention with the most positive aim and results. So when we're writing them really clearly with, you know, in the positive present moment based in qualities, when we put it out and know that our let go, we like our attention, and I'm going to give an example, so to say, so say it's for health. So say the intention is my intention is to, to call forth and accept some wholeness in my body temple. Say that was the intention. When we set an intention and we surrender to letting go to have assistance from the universe to fulfill it, we are also open and available to take action on our intention, but that action is inspired action. So say if that is my intention to call forth health and wholeness in my body temple, the actions I take each day are going to match that. It's like a it's like a driving force. It's like if somebody has a goal, but intentions are spirit-infused, which is the difference between goals and intentions, is that when we have an intention and we're aiming forward, our acceptance in let go to surrender to the universal presence helping us, but simultaneously really catching divine action and putting it into motion. That being my intention, I would make different choices when I'm eating. I'd be more conscious of what I'm putting into my body. I would be exercising because those are the choices that follow that intention. So see if we let go and practice acceptance and surrender, it may unfold in a different way we think, and that may not mean it's not fulfilled. My body temple may release weight and, and shift and change because of that intention, but when I surrender, what I'm surrendering to is there's most likely a bigger pathway for it to come to pass than I even know of. And that's our surrender. We're letting go to know, whew, I'm going to surrender to guidance for this intention to be fulfilled. And when we're in our humanness, we tend to want to know how to do something right. instead of being inspired yeah. by the action of it, you know. So our let go is yeah. open to availability of it happening in different ways. Yeah, you know, before the show, um, when I was kind of going through and preparing, you know, it just one of the things, and then this kind of fits perfectly in what you're saying. Um, one of the um, that the old proverb, you know, that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Well, now I, I had to laugh because I mean I heard that when I, obviously as a child I must have intended to do a lot of things right. because my mother said that right all the time, you know, and so. I I looked it up and I thought, okay, what you know, what's this about? I want to make sure that I get credit. You know, credit was due. Anyway, it was an old proverb, but but the um, it, one of the things that I found interesting is that there was like an alternative 
um, meaning or, you know, and the idea was that hell is full of good meanings, but heaven is full of good works. So, I mean, it was kind of like, um, you know, to me, it was like, oh, man, that's exactly, you know, from what you're saying, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, um, thank you for doing that because that's a proverb that I don't subscribe to. And I love your discovery of it. The good works mean we must participate in our creation, right? Exactly. Exactly. Very much so. So, now, um, how does one um, differentiate um, intention from expectation? Um, lovely. Expectation is something that we tend to, when I say we, I'm just going to say in, the, in, in society, lots of times there's hidden expectations that we don't even know about until we become really conscious of them. Expectations that I'm that in the way you're asking me, I'm going to answer it in how I refer to them are the expectations that are anything we look outside of ourselves to find fulfillment. So say, if there's no mm. traffic as I drive to work, I'll have a good day at work. But that's outside of myself. Or if I come home and my spouse is did that chore that I asked or is kind to me when I walk in the door, oh, I'll have a great night. All those are expectations that we're expecting someone or something outside of us to do would be a certain way for us to be fulfilled. Those expectations very often lead to disappointment because we're looking yeah. outside instead of creating from within. So the beautiful news is, is that if we can begin to catch our expectations because they're hidden, we don't even know we're doing them at times. When we start to really get aware of, wow, is this an expectation I'm creating or am I consciously creating my life by intention? We can easily switch and to have an intention that brings us back to our center and that we are actively creating the quality of our lives. So in those two examples, say if, you know, my expectation was if I came home and my spouse or partner was, was did a certain thing, then I'd be happy. I'd come back to myself and think, wait, 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 one second. What is my intention? My intention is to be present with my partner when I walk in the door and to discover what's possible in our relationship so that if something is awry, I'm more interested in the discovery of the conversation about it instead of being an expectation that that person should have done something to make me happy. So the great news is intentions, all we have to do is ask ourselves, what is my intention? And then create one that supports our creation within, our, our, instead of looking outside of somebody else to do something. So there's a pathway to solve these expectations, and it's very simple and tangible. We just have to apply it. Yeah. So you know, one, one, of, one of the things I um, uh, loved is that there was a, a phrase that was uh, in the forward, I think it was, of your book um, from M- Michael Beckworth um, called saying that um, there was um, an intentional deficit disorder of going around. And I just, I kind of had to laugh. I'm thinking, boy, you know what? Um, I can see where, in my case, you know, that there is, I, I could, you know, be better served by having, you know, yeah. some more. Um, so do you feel that, that you know, that's kind of where um, you know where we're at is a kind of just is, is a a racing you know the human experience right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think first I'm so grateful to you know to Michael Beckwith because his words are articulate and I'm very grateful for his forward in the book and that statement that there's a deficit of you know of that has been true and Robert I'm a eternal optimist so I'm open to like I believe we're all as a society waking up and I think this time that we're in right now gives us an opportunity to really have quiet moments to look at where am I waking up where can I be in intention and not have that be a deficit you know the beautiful part about our, our beingness is when we do wake up at any moment in any of us when I mean that we wake up to our highest potential and to activate that within us, we can easily, powerfully move into choice and adjust where there's been a deficit. 
you know, as a society, we're also miraculous at rising up when we choose to really make a difference in our lives. And that ability can be triggered at any moment. And I'm interested in that. Like if there's a deficit, then here's some solutions to assist. And we each on our own, you know, must choose. We each get to choose. Am I going to stay stuck or am I going to activate, you know, energies and powers within me to recreate my life again? And when we do it by intention, then we're out of the deficit and we're back in bringing forth more creation than we ever have before. So it's an easy shift. And I, my, my prayer is always that we continue to wake up and help each other stay awake kindly and gently without judgment. You know, when we can help each other, then we're going to move through this much faster. Yeah, you know, um, the idea of kind of being awake, you know, I, um, mm-hmm. to me that just, um, to me it just brings up the idea of being just, in, you know, in the moment and aware of, of you know what's going around and where of oneself. Um, now, um, and you talked about then making conscious choices. So, for um, people that right now, and you know, in this environment that we're in, people are really mm-hmm. having to make some you know dynamic choices that they've never yeah. you know would have dreamed to have to do. So, what would you say to you know the people right now because we're in this dynamic moment? Um, that um, mm-hmm. that uh, technology, you know, the, the inner technology that they can um, do to kind of um, yes. start the process. Yes, and and I so appreciate your language, Robert. Thank you. Yes, it is a dynamic time. It's a wonderful way to to state it. As we look at any opportunities like that, like it is a dynamic time to review, reflect, recalibrate what is possible in life right now. And my invitation to all is when we start to really see, wow, we're living in a society that is filled with technology that benefits us all, you know, and it also at times can keep us looking outside of ourselves, at a screen, at a phone, something to to gain thing we seek. And when we learn that to be in balance, we must seek within, that we also have an inner technology. And the inner technology is wise beyond measure. And if we keep our inner technology awake, so with that I mean the practices to keep us awake. What do we start to take on right now? It's a wonderful time if someone hasn't to take on practices of meditation, of writing gratitude journals, of working with acknowledgement and self-care, of finding tools that keep each of us conscious and awake. One of my tools is I go running in the mountains because I connect with the earth. So everyone can look at what keeps me centered. You know, that's what I'll say to people. A spiritual practice is what keeps you centered and available to divine inspiration. And for each of us, that can be uniquely different. What's interesting is are we willing to take the time to activate that practice? any of the things I just mentioned or journaling or, or uplifting reading or quiet reflection time. Lots of times people look at it like, Oh my gosh, Kim, I don't have time for that. And I'll say, mm-hmm. did you have time to pour yourself a cup of coffee, right? Did you have time to, to, you know, mm-hmm. read the newspaper or turn on the computer and look at the news today? Because if you did, which we all probably do, then we have the mm-hmm. extra, it's calculating our life to here's five minutes to sit in meditation. Here's two minutes to write what I'm grateful for. It takes me 30 seconds to set an intention before I walk into this meeting I'm about to go into. So it's really being willing to try practices that honor oneself. Robert, when we start to get willing to consistently practice, just begin again every day. What if I get through the day and go, I didn't set an intention or think what I was grateful for, so I'm going to do it right now as I'm driving to the market. We get to incorporate practices that support a society that honors all. Right. And, and mine, mine is a little like a nature walk and, and taking photos. I mean, being with nature, that's my, my yes. whole thing. And, and there was one time that, you know, um, it was when I was writing my first book that I started doing it regularly. And then I got to the point of where, well, no, my to-do list is too important to, and that got pushed by the wayside. And then I finally 
Well, the way you can rec- recognize that, you know, hey, wait a minute, that's an important time. That's an important time, you know. You know that, um, yes. you know, saves me a lot of energy and time and keeps me grounded and all that kind of thing. So then it became, you know, a priority. You know that 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 is yes. is just a necessary part of being. Exactly, and when we shift to that, and again, we must be patient with ourselves in the shift because it is for many of us, like a whole new possibility to think of, wow, I can wake up each day and start to apply different tools that are going to support me. When we start to make it a pattern, you know, it's practice, practice, practice. Once we keep making that a pattern, then everything begins to shift. And if we fall off and forget because something has happened in our lives to adjust our schedule, it's just gently getting back on track. Like, okay, let me start again today. That's it. Without judgment, oof, I missed the last week. Let me start now. (laughs) Yeah. Gentle, yeah, gentle with ourselves is the key. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know. That, you know. For me, it was. You know. Um, I was you know, really right there to, to beat myself up each time. You know. And and. Um, but uh, you know, after, after a while, you kind of learn. But I mean, it is. Um, you know, that's just an important part. You know that um, it's it's not going to be. You're not going to be awake. You know, twenty four seven necessarily um so and and that's okay because you know every now and then some downtime is good yes and we can if that down in that downtime we take a breath and go well i'm in downtime right now i could just simply close my eyes and remember what i'm grateful for as i start this day that no matter how challenging it is i'm going to find two things i'm grateful for before i even begin that's a great use of downtime (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and you you do in your book you have a, a chapter eleven on gratitude, celebration, and acknowledgement. It's a really important part mm-hmm. um, of the process, yes. which was great. So, um, what, one of the things that um, you stress in your book, and, and you kind of talked a little bit about it already, was that uh, the importance of clarity. Um, that that clarity. Mm-hmm. Is power, um, and I think it kind of goes back to that maybe that uh, intentional deficit disorder that, that you know we don't know you know or, or aren't clear about it. So would you mind spending just a, a little bit of time and, and talk about the importance of clarity um, in our intention absolutely. and action? Yes, absolutely. Um, clarity. I, I learned this one years ago by not being clear. You know, I started setting intentions that were a little bit limiting and I didn't even know it until I started noticing that I was receiving and manifesting the things that I wrote, but they weren't really clear. So when I came back and went, oh, wait a second, the universe, universal field is responding to me. So if I'm standing clear in what I desire to create, then I'm going to get back more results that are in alignment with what I'd like. Now, clarity means that it's really clear on what are the feeling terms, the basis of what we wish to live in. So clarity doesn't mean it's a specific outcome. Like my intention is to make Mm -hmm. this exact dollar amount this week. That is specific. I would aim for Okay, what is the feeling tone? What is it? Get clear on what is it you really want. And what someone really would want in that situation could be, oh, I want financial freedom. I want to experience ease and flow and abundance in my life. That's a, that's a tangible, beautiful quality that could bring you the dollar amount and more. You know, because if we leave the door open for I'm really clear, I'm, I'm aiming for abundance, joy, peace, harmony, Now, how that shows up is not my job, but my ability to be clear that this is the the quality of my life so that if I'm aiming for it and I'm clear to to the universal presence, it's going to come back to me with this or so much more so that we're not limiting it by a certain circumstance. But we're being open, and it's real tricky for people. It's like we're open, but we are very clear. My intention is to express divine communication in my relationships. That would mean that that clarity, when I walk in the room, I'm going to be talking in a very aware way because I want to be clear. Right. You know, so our clarity <laughs> is power. Sorry, Robert, what was that? 
No, I didn't say that. You know, I'm glad they made the distinction between clarity and specificity. <laughs> you know, I mean, yes. because they're, yes. you know, that that's kind of like that expectation intention difference yes. kind of thing. It's subtle. It's subtle, and at the same time, I'll, I'll give you an example. A client came to me years ago, and she said, um, "Kim, I found the perfect house. I want you to." Set an intention for this house. I found it today. Here's the address. I want exactly this house. Now, I listened to her, and I, I had to honor that's where she was aiming. And at the same time, I said to her, can you please first tell me about the house? Tell me what it is that you, you know, what are the qualities? Of it? She said, oh, it's filled with light. There's room for my photography. It's room for my children. It's got a beautiful view. It's cozy and warm. I feel safe in this house. And under her breath, she was like, a little bit too much money for me. But I did it, did it and she kept going. <laughs> and so I said uh-huh. to her, okay. I said, so how about this? And she said, I really want that house. I go, okay, so would you be willing to have this as your intention? My intention is to call forth a home that's filled with light and ease and joy for my children with spaciousness. And we feel safe in it. And my creativity soars in this house at the financial, you know, um, that it's financially doable for me with ease and grace, this house or something better. So I asked her, can you be, because she wanted to be specific. I wanted to be clear, right? So I said, the specifics <laughs> of this house, can you, right? Can you leave it open to something better? And would you know, Sayada, yeah. she ran in and said, thank goodness we stated it that way because that house was way over my budget and would not have been comfortable. She said, I found one that has every quality that's under budget. I could not be happier. And it was a beautiful example of we were clear on what she wanted to create, but we didn't have to get stuck to this, only that one. Because then we're not leaving room for spirit to rush in and bring something even better. That's great. Yeah, wonderful example. Great. Um, yeah. We're going to take um, a quick break. And I do want to invite listeners, if you want to call in and ask Kim any questions, you can call in at 619-789-4359. Or those listening live in the chat room, if you have any questions, feel free to pose them there. Um, And then when we come back from break, Kim, um, in in your book, um, you have um, one particular chapter that talks about three power pillars. <laughs> so yes. uh, when we come back, maybe we can, you can kind of tell us what they are, just an overview of what they are. Absolutely. Okay? Great. great. Okay, everyone, everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our homepage. Our website ByteRadio.me has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us. Um, again, just to, to let you know, in addition to the platforms listed in, um, in the, the commercial break, we're also now on Spotify and Google Play, so check us out there. So today, my very special guest is Kim Stanwood Terranova, and we are talking about her book, The Technology of Intention, Activating the Power of the Universe Within You. And again, you can find out more by visiting Kim's website, which is kimstanwoodterranova.com. Okay, with that, we're back, Kim. 
I love Chris. hearing you say that. It's uh, we make the website easy. It just is my whole name. <laughs> so Robert, you <laughs> wanted to, to to speak about the three pillars, right? In in my journey of working with intentions and and assisting hundreds and thousands of people with them, I found that there's three really clear pillars that if we follow them, it makes writing intentions. Um, very simplistic because for years people would say to me, Kim, I need an intention for this. And I'm very grateful that I can close my eyes and listen and an intention will come through pretty fast. And people would say, how did you come up with that? And all I know <laughs> uh-huh. is I've been practicing it long enough that I got curious and wait a minute, but every single one of them has one of these elements to it. And this is where the clarity of power conversation just lines right up with because this is about being clear. So with intention writing, if we make sure they have three these three elements, the first one being that they are always positive. We state them in the positive. So that we wouldn't say in an intention, my intention is to not do that, to never go there again. Those are words that have a the vibration of what we don't want. So Again, the universal field of consciousness responding to us, it's going to respond to what we don't want because we just stated it. And so it's really important they stay in the positive. My intention is to call forth this, which is what I do want. Now, it's easy to look at. If, it's, if you are looking at what you don't want, all you have to do is go to the opposite. If I don't want that, mm-hmm. what is it I do want? That's what I'm going to claim. The second point is they're always in the present moment. Just as clarity is power, our power is in the present moment. I can't go tomorrow and take the breath. I'm going to breathe tomorrow. And I can't go back to yesterday and breathe that breath. I've only got this one. (laughs) So when we think of it that way, we know, wow, present moment, present moment. The intentions aren't stated as in, my intention is tomorrow Mm -hmm. this meeting will go well. We've stated it right in now. My intention is, here and now, all conversations and meetings are smooth and, and effortlessness, and I am articulate and clear and deliver the message while I connect with all individuals or something of that sort. We would keep it in the present moment. And then the third one, which mm-hmm. is a little trickier for some people, the first two, you know, being positive, present, it's like, okay, people, I understand that. The third uh-huh. element that's very important is that they're based in qualities. And if you've heard while I'm you know, speaking intentions today, none of them, and I gave that example about the house, none of them were a specific outcome like, oh, it's only this outcome. They're based in the qualities of what we wish to desire. So qualities of, of mm. harmony, love, balance, clarity, financial abundance, health, wholeness, vitality, strength, all those things are truly the under-desire of a certain outcome. If, and again, if a house could represent safety and love of the family, whatever that is, we base it on those qualities. So our intentions leave room for spirit to come in and assist us because we're saying, oh, this is what I desire to be fulfilled and happy in my home, to know that all my needs are met, to know that I easily, effortlessly am able to pay for all the needs of the home and it's a safety for my family, whatever that would bring to someone. Mm-hmm. But when we, you know, aim for those three, positive, presence, based in qualities, then that's our clarity of power because we're being very clear about this is what I'm placing on the altar of consciousness and desiring to manifest. Oh, that's great. You know, I had never heard of, you know, those pillars aspect, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I love the qualities aspect because it really does yes. move away from specific, um, you know, specific outcome. I mean, that it's, you know, um, you're focused on the, on the quality. Um, now, it, and one of the things that, you know, when you're talking about, you mentioned about, um, you know, make sure it's not in the, you know, things you don't want. Um, I had to, to right. laugh that, um, not laugh, but one of the things I noticed years mm-hmm. ago when I started doing the show about 10 years ago, I had a lot of intuitive people on and people would call in and, 
you know, and so often there were women asking about, you know, or having problems meeting that, that perfect guy, that relationship. And, mm-hmm. and so often it's like I, I, they kept saying that they were attracted to the wrong thing. And, you know, and it, and it just struck me that, um, you know, the idea of them, um, that by going through the process of, you know, identifying and living, maybe or experiencing what they don't want is then right. helping define what they do want. You know, I mean, it's kind of a roundabout yeah. way of doing it. But, um, but you know, obviously, so you know, going through and having, you know, attracting what you do want, the qualities you do want is, is certainly much easier. But, but it seems that there are some people who um, choose to um, experience clarity through what they don't want. <laughs> And and if and it's understandable when we look at it as if people can relate to what they don't want, right? They can go, oh, that's happened yeah. to me. I sure don't want that. And when we move into, okay, now tell me, what is it you do want? What it, tell me how that would feel. Tell me what it looks like. Tell me, often we, someone can get frozen like, whoa, I haven't thought about that because I've been running to make sure, oh, I don't want that, I don't want that, I don't want that. And when we wait to you know, consciously creating, we start to see like, well, if I am starting to understand and scientists are proving it, like where my mind is thinking I am creating, if I'm starting to really see that, then I must be vigilant on what am I thinking about? What I don't want, because this universal field is still going, okay, we're going to bring you more of that because that's what you're thinking about. It's like where, and that is where, wherever our attention is, where's our attention? Pay attention, attention back to, we must stay awake because it is understandable that in society, we can see things all the time that people are talking about how bad things are and how horrible this is and what can't be done. And and that's never been done. So it can't be done now. All that leads to what we don't want. So it is a muscle to build and like, wow, I can see that, but let me use it as information, not as a definition of my life. It's information. That's what I don't want. So let me switch to, so the opposite of that is, oh, it's this. That's what I want. Yep. Yep. Exactly. It's a a muscle um, to build, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. And I just, it was just one of those observations about, you know, um, you know people's experiences, and and because I just thought it yes. was you know, and, and over the years I've had, I'd had you know repeat you know callers. I mean, I keep track mm-hmm. of the phone numbers, and it's like, oh, you still have problems with that, you know? And um, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know. So, but anyway, and, and you know, it, it really went back to the point. You know, when asked many times, they they um, would phrase what it is that they want in the. Um, the context of you know what they what they didn't and just experienced you know um yeah. so that that um, yeah. yeah now one of the um chapters in your book or one of the thing, uh, topics that you in your book that i am i really like or that i want to kind of address mm-hmm. is um that when you talk about um you know making conscious choices and then basically the idea of of conscious creation and um, mm-hmm. in, in that particular area, you talk. You say, uh, name it, claim it, and create it. Now, I love the fact you do things in threes, like positive, present moment qualities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot, name it, claim it, <laughs> create it. So right. I can do things in threes. You did it in your last chapter too. Acknowledgement, gratitude, celebration. You're right, Robert. Those threes. Yeah, there's power in three. There's power in three. Yes. Um, so. So t- tell us a little bit, I mean, because I think right now um, this is where a lot of people have such an opportunity to be able to do that conscious yeah. creation. Um, so can you t- tell us a little bit about, you know, your perspective? Of course. On that? Yes. And it's conscious creation is, is our, is occurring. We're creating whether we're awake or not. You know, when we start to remember, oh, I'm either unconsciously creating or I'm consciously creating. Unconscious creation is kind of those hidden expectations I mentioned and anything where we may be repeating a pattern simply because it's a pattern so that we can unconsciously, someone could unconsciously wake up and think, 
oh my gosh, this is going to be another really hard day because this is still happening in my life. So, oh, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this day. And what one doesn't remember is that is being created. We're creative beings. We came here to our create, our thoughts create. We have an inner power within us that when we stay awake, we can choose consciously to neutralize what we don't wish to create and come back to building a muscle of patterns and practices that support us creating what we wish to create. So when one realizes, whoa, if I just unconsciously created that, all of a sudden it's noon and I realize my thinking has been about how hard this day is going to be and that's what I've experienced all morning is that when we can just take a breath and think, wait, I want to consciously create. That means where, what tool can I do that? Intention is that number one tool that when we go, what is my intention here? I can even say it's that example that halfway through this day, I've been creating by default, not awake, just moving through my day and by habit and not present to what I wish to create. Then all of a sudden we can look and go, okay, well, wait a second. What do I wish to create right now? And then if someone said, I just want to be happy the rest of the day or, or to know that uh, my loved ones are, are feeling my love or anything of the sort, all you have to do is take a breath and think, then that's my intention. My intention is to stand in love today. That could be enough right there. My intention is to be open to, you know, showering my family with love today. That is a beautiful intention. It's a conscious choice that then when we walk into the room with our family, our actions follow that choice because we just got conscious. When we were sleepwalking, we could walk into the room and a pattern of a family member could just trigger us and we're right down the rabbit hole of, oh my gosh, I'm so mad when they do that. There we go. She did it again. Instead of taking a breath and thinking, okay, what, what conversation do I get to have here? It's loving. It's still about that pattern that doesn't honor all of us. Then you can have a conversation. But if it's creation, you know, when we dive deep into bigger conversations, we're still creating instead of avoiding the conversation and just holding resentment. You know, very often I'll look at couples when they're sitting with me and say, that certain thing you just said, can you please say it to your partner right now? Because they don't realize at times that they're holding certain things within that have never been expressed to the person they're sitting right next to. And that, again, is an unconscious patterning, whereas if we take a breath and think, oh, wow, I can lean into this conversation and consciously create a new opportunity with you. So the, the claim it, name it created, it's from the I'm claiming right now this is my intention because I'm creating with this universal presence. So I'm, that, that's where we could absolutely create from because we're consciously choosing, knowing we're creating, we're choosing what we're creating, and allowing spirit to support us in it. That was yeah. a big answer. Okay. <laughs> Great. So, so now, um, earlier you mentioned something about writing intentions. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about um, what a, a good practice. I mean, obviously writing it down is better than just thinking it. <laughs> So um, so what would you say is a good practice um, for um, a listener to um, give, to, to try to eliminate an, uh, an attention deficit disorder? To be willing to start the practice, you know, to just play with, let me practice writing intentions. Often what happens is we'll forget to do it. We'll start our day and take off. I said to a client yesterday, because she said, I'm, I have this intention, Kim, but I forget to review it in the morning. And I said, so could you put a post-it note where would be the most efficient, on the coffee pot or on the mirror in the bathroom, on the door headed to your you know, office? Where would it be? And she went, oh, I never thought of that. So to start the practice, even if someone put a note anywhere that said, what's my intention, or remember to set your intention, to just jog the memory when we wake up to I'm starting my day each and every day with a conscious choice of what I wish to experience. So then all someone has to do when they see that little post-it or reminder is take a breath and think, what is it this day before me? Knowing is it filled with meetings or am I home or what is this day before me filled with that I would like to bring to it? 
But if someone thought, who I have meetings all day long, so I want to be on time and I want to be, um, I want to present everything at these meetings with clarity and power. Those are the qualities. So they would stop at the door and just close your eyes and ring up. My intention is to move <laughs> through these meetings today, connecting with everyone and clearly expressing all that I need to express easily and effortlessly. Boom. And then they walk out the door. Or, as you began with, and I want to address, is writing it down. Your journal could be right there and you write it before you walk in. When we start to remember, Robert, that we can activate the power of intention each moment. Like sometimes when I'm going into a meeting, it's from the car to the office door that I'm walking into. In my mind, instead of thinking, oh, no, who's going to be in here? How's this meeting going to go? Did I remember to bring everything? Instead, the question is, what's my intention? Oh, yeah, my intention is to be articulate and clear and connect with everyone in this room. Great. And now I walk in. Also, some people don't pick up the phone to call a family member or anyone without just taking seconds and think, what is my intention before I even pick up this phone? To speak from love? To have a, a, a conversation that, that needs to be had? Can I have it in a kind manner? That we get to choose, so why not choose what we desire? And that's easy to write it down. This is my intention today. That's great. Yeah, there was a period in um, about uh, maybe seven, eight years ago or so. I mean, it was one of those times where just life was just <laughs> hammering me. You know, it's like, ah, oh, it um, And I actually did have a post-it on, on the, the first door I saw when I woke up in the morning every day, and it just said, remember to be happy. <laughs> you know? Right. And, now that's um, beautiful. Yeah. Well, what is funny helped, was right? is that you – know, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 the funny thing is, is I hadn't really thought about it, in, you know, years, literally. And um, the other the other day, I mean, it just struck me. I mean, because I basically see it subconsciously every day. But the other day, I'm thinking, you know what? I don't have to remember, you know, that it's like. Um, but then oh, what beautiful. it did is it, it reminded me that there was a period, you know, that that yes. I kind of needed a, a little reminder, and and that was that was a good thing, and it really it worked to the point where then being happy was a subconscious um, state of being versus a conscious. I mean, it moves well, to, uh, naturally to accepting, right? Right. Yeah, you chose right. it consciously until it became right. a natural beingness. That's a perfect example of conscious creation, name it, claim it, create it. You just did it right there. You named it wow. and claimed it and created mm-hmm. it because you were consciously creating. And we just think of what's possible from that one post-it choosing to be happy, whether what else someone desires. You know, that any, there is no limit. Spirit, no, the source, exactly. has no limit. So we could ask for, you know, what is it that I truly am desiring? Let me intend that and follow the steps to assist in the creation. That's when we're co-creating. We don't just say the intention and then, you know, not participate in it. So when we see that post-it, my intention is to move to this business day with ease and effortlessness and connect with everyone. We wouldn't then walk into the meeting and be short and rude to people because our actions would follow the intention to yeah, create exactly. the space of miracles. Well, yeah, well, we're, we're winding down for the show, but I, I did want to mention uh, your website again, Kim KimStanwoodParanova.com. Um, on it, um, you know, it's wonderful. It lists for, for listeners, it lists all the different services that you offer in quite a wide variety. And you have a calendar there, and I am impressed. So today you show on your calendar. Thank you. This girl's got it together. Um, so anyway, um, thank you for that. <laughs> and uh, and then also um, under the technology of intention, you have a, a blog that I think you put up a few days ago or so, something like that. That um, it was, I think you know, viewers or the listeners me, would really um, do well to just go on and read it. Um, it's about um, you. you know the, the acronym of, of present, and and also people can follow you on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, which I have done all three. So yes. anyway, that's Thank that's you. wonderful. So now. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for and you can go on Amazon Did I do okay? and order the book. Fabulous. And go. just know that Amazon is carrying the book and can deliver it to you. 
There you go. Perfect. Well, Kim, is there any, do you have any maybe final words or maybe something that we didn't cover that you think would really be beneficial for the listeners? Thank you, Robert. I think that just for all of us to remember in this, in this time in human history, that there's an availability to tap into remembering how uniquely powerful each and every one of us are instead of, you know, moving through more issues of challenge and fear. Those, those, the challenges are before us, but we have something within that is bigger than the challenge. So as we listen and always find the practice that lifts you and keep practicing it intentionally to create, you know, a new reality. It's that, that's what's before us right now, and I'm excited by it. Great. Well, thank you for your time, Kim. I, I really look uh, really thankful that you, you're able to, to join us and look forward to following you on, on your social media platforms. Thank you so much for having me today and blessings to you always. for And thank you for all that you're bringing to the world. I'm so grateful to you. Thank you very much. Uh, again, everyone, today my special guest has been Kim Stanwood Terranova, and we have been talking about her book and work. The book is The Technology of Intention, Activating the Power of the Universe Within You. Um, again, as Kim said, you can find that on Amazon.com. And again, you can find out all of the other things that Kim has to offer by visiting her website, which is Kim Stanford, Stanwood paranova.com kim stanwood paranova.com so everyone i want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the bringing inspiration to earth show and until we meet again thank you for tuning in you've been listening to the bringing inspiration to earth show remember our show is available as a free podcast from blog talk radio itunes tune in and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at byteradio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.